Welcome to Tales of Marketing Transformation, laying firm foundations for your marketing journey. Tune out all the black magic and imagine a time where marketing has transformed into something human. Where marketing is about building relationships with people you serve. Where marketing is about helping people. That time is now. This is Tales of Marketing Transformation. And here's your host, internationally recognized marketer, speaker, and podcaster, Dr. Jürgen Strauss. Hello, and thank you for joining me as I share more about the quest to make marketing human again. I hope you enjoyed and gained value from my last episode, where I spoke about really understanding our dream customer's problem, their pain or need. If we're able to really understand our dream customer's needs, then we'll be better able to deliver the transformation that brings them from having a problem or a pain or a need, which is what we call their before state, to their desired after state. Today, I want to explore this concept of our dream customer's transformation some more and talk about the bridge or the vehicle that we use to bring about that transformation. Head on over to talesofmarketingtransformation.com for the show notes to this episode. Also, if you've got a podcast or are thinking about starting a podcast, then reach out to me to discuss how I can help you with editing with production, with music, or whatever might be standing in your way of getting your voice heard and building your visibility, credibility, and connection with your dream clients. Question for you. What business are you really in? What's the bridge or the vehicle you provide to take your customer from their before state to their desired after state? Do you know what that before state and after state of your dream customer is? This is Tales of Marketing Transformation. Ever since I can remember, I've been a keen photographer. When I was just two years old, my parents had family portraits taken of us by a professional photographer in his studio. Now, you can imagine that as an active, exuberant child, I didn't sit still or have the patience to wait for all the preparation for the portrait photos. I don't know if you realize this, but when a photographer in a studio takes photographs, it probably is about a five-minute job to actually snap the portraits themselves, but it's probably close to five hours to actually set everything up, get the lighting right, get the colors right, get the expressions right, get the models in the right frame of mind. I know I've been on both sides of this equation. So there I was, an exuberant young child, totally bored by this. So the photographer was very clever. To keep me occupied, he gave me an empty Acfa film box to play with. Now, I used that box to pretend to be a photographer, pretending it was a camera, taking photographs, following him around and observing what he was doing. There's even a portrait of me with that box. Now, I'll get that image and we'll load it up onto the show notes so you can actually see it. 
A few years later, my parents gave me a brownie box camera. Now, I'm dating myself here a little bit, but yes, brownie box camera for those of you that can remember those. And I began taking real photos. Now, that was back in the days of black and white, of course. Over the years, I saved my money and I moved to better and better cameras, photographing literally tens of thousands of prints, of slides, and of course, most recently, digital images. My very first job out of university, where I graduated with a degree in chemistry, was with ACFA, ACFA the photographic film manufacturer at the time, one of, one of four major companies doing that in the world. I worked in their chemical research division on the development of new instant photographic materials for the home darkroom. What that did was allow hobby photographers like myself at the time and now quickly and easily produce a large print from their slides. To say that this was my dream job at the time would be a massive understatement. For a little while, things were wonderful. The work was interesting, challenging, fascinating and rewarding. I could go on for hours describing all the intricacies that go into what ultimately comes out as a paper photograph. It really, literally is a mini chemical factory in there. Anyway, that's beside the point right now. What was fabulous for me here is I had access to all the best professional photographic equipment of the day, equipment that I could never afford myself, of course. Part of my work involved taking photographs and enlarging them to test the products that we were developing. It was literally a dream come true. Then came the Sony Mavica. The Sony Mavica, for those of you that may not recognize that name, was the first digital consumer camera which was launched to the public market. ACFA wasn't expecting that. Oh, think Kodak and Fuji and Kony Shiroku, the other big film manufacturers, certainly weren't expecting it either. ACFA, the decision makers, the senior management, went into panic mode. They could see their business model being totally superseded. A small team of us was tasked with obtaining one of the Sony cameras and studying its capability and reporting back. Now, it turned out that the Mavica recorded its digital image onto a magnetic disc, a little bit like a tape recorder in the old days, and it was only capable of recording black and white, not colour. To view the image, you needed to connect the camera directly to a television through a converter that converted the digitally recorded image to an analogue image. Now, that's a lot of technical geek speak, the bottom line is that the resultant image that displayed on the televisions at the time, which were a lot poorer in quality than televisions today, that image had the quality of a very poor black and white picture. In the report we wrote for our executive at the time, we said that the image quality produced by the Mavica was poor. Then we went on to say that given all the patents that we found, all the documentation that was available in the public domain, and the fact that Sony had heavily invested in the consumer launch of this product, which would not have been cheap, 
and the evidence that we had that they were continuing to work on this principle, that we believed this to be a so-called proof-of-concept situation and that the technology would evolve and probably evolve at a really rapid pace. Once the technology was fully digital and in colour, the convenience factor that that provided for the consumer, the ability to see their image directly after having taken the picture, would be a strong driver. Our prediction at the time was that by the end of the 20th century, digital photography would be mainstream for the consumer market. Just a little side note, of course we were wrong in that. It actually happened in the early 1990s, a lot faster than even we expected. At AGFA, the decision makers apparently didn't read our report past the bit about the poor quality. Their conclusion that they drew then was that digital photography would never be as good as film. And all we had to do at ACFA was to make better film. I imagine that similar conversations were happening at Kodak, at Fuji and Konica, the major film manufacturers of their day. And we all know now, in hindsight, what happened to these companies. Today, even most professionals only work with digital photography. Film is still available, but used by just a few enthusiasts who've got a love for things retro. Photographic film really is no longer a sustainable, profitable business. The key lesson for me from this was to understand what business we are really in and what's the transformation that we're enabling for our customers. ACFA and the other film manufacturers believed they were in the business of providing photographic film and photographic paper to photographers. Viewing their business through that lens, sorry, I couldn't resist the photography pun, Viewing their business through that lens led them to make decisions focused on product and improving the existing product rather than focused on the customer, the customer's experience, and improving that customer experience. You see, the customer experience was actually capturing memories, recording events, people, places to keep for reliving those memories later on. Photographic film was the vehicle to do that. Digital photography, when it came along, provided another vehicle to do that, and it turns out that it provided a lot of benefits over film. Convenience, the ability to quickly see the result. Cost. So the ability to take lots and lots of photos of the same thing and choose the best one to keep later on, which, when you did that with film, became very costly. The ability to take photographs and actually work on them yourself digitally using a PC rather than having to have a comprehensive darkroom setup with lots of chemicals and lots of equipment 
in order to produce and modify the images that you've actually taken on film. Lots of benefits. The customer's before state was associated with emotions like, I wish I could remember this moment forever, or I wish I could see that scene every day, or similar thoughts. They weren't thinking like, I wish I had better film. Their after state, their desired after state, was having a visual record of that experience, of that moment, of that memory, allowing their thoughts to be transported back into that pleasant experience. Back in the days before digital photography, the vehicle or the bridge to take those customers from their before state to their after state was film. It turns out that at some point, digital photography became a more convenient, a faster, a less expensive vehicle or bridge. The customers were still there. Their needs, in fact, were still the same. Just the vehicle of transformation changed. And in that change, companies went bankrupt because they didn't see or understand what business they were really in. This is one of the most important principles of all businesses. People don't buy products or services. They buy transformations, hence the name transformational marketing. They buy a desired outcome. Our product or service is the bridge or the vehicle to that desired outcome. It's probably just one way. It might be the best right now, if we were doing a good job. But remember, there will always be a better way, either now or in the future. So if we focus on the transformation and keep a lookout for the best ways we can enable our customers to achieve their desired result, we are always going to be ahead of our competition and serving our customers in the best way we can. So think about that principle of business. People buy transformations. And how it applies to your own business. What business are you really in? And what's the bridge or the vehicle you provide to take your customer from their undesirable before state to their desired after state? Are there other, maybe better bridges or vehicles? This is Tales of Marketing Transformation. Thanks for listening to this episode. Subscribe to the show to be reminded of new episodes. It's free to subscribe. Leave a review if you like. Now, even if you don't like me, I'm okay with that. I'm asking you to leave a review because it helps other people find this show, others that might find it helpful. Go to Tales of Marketing Transformation to join our Marketing Transformation community and access a free gift that my team and I made for you. It's the Marketing Master Mini Class. We want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine so that you can build your visibility, your professional credibility, and your connection with your ideal clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz. Tune in again next week when I'll dig even deeper into the transformation and into the before and after states and some of the typical hurdles that 
you'll want to help your customers overcome in that journey from their before state to their after state. Stay awesome and let's make marketing human again. Thanks for coming on this journey with Tales of Marketing Transformation. Join us next week for another fabulous episode. For episode resources, visit www.talesofmarketingtransformation.com. Stay connected by subscribing at talesofmarketingtransformation.com forward slash subscribe.